everybody. Time for another episode of self-care. Dr. Z, who do we have with us today? Yes, yeah, so we have the lovely and multi-talented Miosha Culpepper. So Miosha is an author, a speaker, and minister, as mm. well as a licensed social worker. So Miosha, did I cover everything? Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are? Yes, you covered everything. Thank you so much. And as I just summoned all of entrepreneurship, <laughs> I just recently embraced entrepreneurship. Um, it wasn't my choice, but I had to. It had to happen because of due to my health. Um, so before I actually became all of these things, well, I was actually those things and a social worker. But before I embraced, you know, the quote unquote entrepreneurship. Um, I was emergency response student, a social worker for Los Angeles County. And so my passion has always been to advocate for children, advocate for, for uh, children, adults, uh, victims, and to also just be a voice for those who can't fight for themselves. And so I was on the front lines, you know, I was writing warrants, I was removing children, um, placing children in safe, uh, with safe families, and, and also um, providing resources to those that to provide stability where I didn't have to remove children. I didn't want to, you know, I never wanted to remove children, but when yeah. safety had, was a factor, I had to do what I had to do to right. make sure that child was safe. And so, um, but those that I did not remove, I provided resources uh, to provide stability in their crisis situation. And so I serviced over, over a thousand families in the LA County and it was such a blessing, but, um, it became a challenge at the same time because it started affecting my health, um, began triggering things that I didn't know that was underlying coming from my childhood. And so I had to walk away from that. And so that's how I embraced my entrepreneurship. Yeah. Okay, great. Can you take us back to the beginnings of the whole you getting into that and the why and how you were remote, what drew you to that and how you got started in that whole field? Yes. So absolutely. So, my childhood i grew up in a home where domestic violence was like normal mm. um parents both parents uh, drug addicts um abusing wow. alcohol and so i never knew what a social worker was to be honest with you as a child i never heard that phrase and so um going through the you can just imagine the crisis that that children go through in domestic domestic violence homes and then also parents who are, you know, addicted to substance use and things like that. You can just imagine that child, that helpless child there having to, you know, fill in or, or cope and do what they could with their child like mine. So um, when I became an adult and started trying to find life, trying to figure out, figure it all out, um, I was like, you know what, let me get some education. Let me go to school. So I began yeah. going to college and just trying to figure it out, not changing my major here and there and just not knowing what to do. And they was like, the advisor was like, look, <laughs> you need to figure out what you're going to do. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I don't know what I want to do. I just need to be, I just need to learn. I need to do better than my parents. And so um, they was like, well, what do you like to do? What's your passion? So I started describing what it was. And they was like, you want to be a social worker? I was like, what is a social worker? <laughs> I was like, why they never knocked on my door? <laughs> Yeah. So that's where I became, I, I never knew it. I, I, I needed that voice. I needed that help. I needed that person to be there for me when I was that victim as a child. And 
and I embrace social work and I love, I mean, I'll tell you, it's a passion of mine to just advocate, advocate, advocate and fight for those that cannot, you know, speak up and, and have that voice to fight for themselves. So that's, whew, I'm just excited right now, y'all. <laughs> yeah, very so, cool that you had that advocate helping yeah. you to figure out what was, what you really wanted to do. You kind of knew, but they like clarified that picture for you, right? Yes. You said you were already kind of operating or doing some of those things. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Because you were describing what you wanted to do and they kind of picked up that it was social work. Yes. So you're speaking about the things I was uh, speaking to the to the advisor or the things I was doing in my life? Well, I guess both. What was it that you were saying to the advisor that he realized that it was social work. Was that things that you had experienced or just, you know? No, it was a little bit of a, so I mentioned a, a, a little bit of a lot of things, I'll say, say it like that. Um, so at the age of 12, um, I got to the point, so I'm the baby, it's me and my brother, he's, old, he's a year and a half older than me, but I took on the parental role, taking care of him. And so at the, by the age of 12, my dad was a single, Parent. My, my mother was uh, schizophrenic, so she was there during the holidays. We only saw her, you know, a couple of times a year throughout our life. So I never had that really that bond. And so um, within the home, my father, I had I got to the place where I was tired of lights going out. I was tired of not having food in the house. I was just yeah. tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired <laughs> of yeah. the basic needs not being met. And so my dad, even though he had the addiction, um, he was also a workaholic. So when he would get paid, I was, Hey, give me a check, give me your money. I got to go and make sure these bills are paid. So I took on the parental role to make sure our house was stable throughout the process, not knowing I was already, you know, uh, <laughs> doing social work and, and just take, making sure the home is stable in the crisis situation. And so by the time I got into college, um, I was, uh, working as a caregiver. Uh, working with elderly with Alzheimer's and dementia and, and those who were schizophrenic, those who had um, mental diagnosis and and advocating and being voice for them as well. I had, I remember there was one client who was mute, uh, only could moan and groan, but I knew mm-hmm. his movements, his, his responses. I just, I knew that voice of what he needed. And so they were having a lot of uh, issues with this, this client and he was actually sending, um, staff to to, hospital, to the emergency rooms and things like that because wow. he was physically abusive to them but they couldn't re- they couldn't understand him that was the thing so i was able to to get in there and, and and understand him and even though he couldn't verbally talk i understood him he understood me and we came just the best of us they was like how did you do that i was like it was, I, <laughs> I, I took the time out to take you know to 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 learn this person to understand their need and not look at them as a label you know and so just I love to advocate and, and because we are all, even though we, we all are different, we yet all are unique in wanting that love, wanting that, that understanding, wanting that, you know, that, 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 that love of God and just being, just being accepted and, and just being loved. And so I've always had that, that, uh, that gift, I guess you could say, um, to be able to just connect with people, even when others didn't understand a person, I'm able to connect with that person. So that's how I believe that's how, not knowing that I was already operating as a social worker, but the light bulb came on when the when my advisor in college told me, you want to be a social worker? <laughs> so like, I already was working in it. <laughs> nice. 
So take us through, okay, now you're in the boots on the ground, you're in the firing line. Where do you want to go next? Do you want to talk about how it really played on you? Do you want to talk about more about how, you know, how you were into it? You said mentioned that in the green room that you were, had moved to California at one point and you were doing your, your new craft there. Tell us more about how that all evolved and you, I love that we met through LinkedIn and for other reasons. And then we come to find out that we are both truly, all three of us are truly passionate about self-care. Yes. <laughs> incredible, isn't it? But back to you and tell us more about how that evolved and how you got to where self-care you're like, Oh man, you became passionate about it. Yes. Yes. So, and I have to also say it was before I knew about self-care that there was a thing with self-care. I started learning about it. I guess, well, I could say my teenage years into my early adulthood, and then I'm going to move into, um, more current. So as a child, through all the trauma and, and, and the things that were going on in the home, by the age of 10, I actually ended up with a, a, a non-curable uh, skin disease called psoriasis. We know today as psoriasis. And so yeah. I used to break out with uh, all these patches. I looked at like a leopard. It was all over my body uh, from the neck all the way to my feet, arms. And, and during the summertime, I would wear long sleeve shirts because I was just so embarrassed. It affected my uh, self-esteem and just all these things. And, um, my dad didn't believe in taking us to the doctor. So I just had to bear with it. He would put cactus juice and things on me just to, you know, home remedy stuff. But, um, I say all that because I always dealt with health issues, not knowing it was triggered from stress, not knowing it was triggered from, you know, just the, the toxic environments and things like that. And yeah. so from the age of 10 to, to, to 24, See, I received Christ. I, I accepted the Lord uh, in my life at the at age of 19. And so from there, I began reading the word and, and kept saying, you know, by Jesus stripes you're healed and, and you know, asking that she'll be given and just all these things. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to try this. <laughs> and so I, I was tired of, of, of being ashamed of this psoriasis that I had on my on my body yeah. and just the itching and the, it had dry to the point that it started bleeding and just all these crazy mm -hmm. things. And so I say, you know what, as I read your word, God, I ask that you cause your word to become flesh in my life. I don't like this. I'm out. You said by Jesus stripes, I'll be, um, I can be healed. I, I understand the doctor says no cure to it, but I believe what your word is telling me. So I'm going to trust. You. I'm going to stand on it. I just need to know what I need to do for my body to help with the healing process. And so um, after all of that through by the time four years, it took about four years um, since the age of 24, I've been psoriasis free. I've been healed wow. from psoriasis. And so I say before I knew about self-care, I was actually implementing self-care during that process. I was speaking to that thing. I was telling it where to go. I was coming out of agreement with it. And I was changing my, my eating habits. I was changing my environments. I was adjusting the stress that was going on in my life that would trigger me to feel these, this way in my nervous system. And and in the eating, I don't know if I mentioned the eating, but the eating, the nutrition really took, took um, was a, the main thing to change because 
you know, us women, we when we get emotional, we want to either get that ice cream or some type of sugar, and I had to get it's away from much. the sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Those carbs. I had to give my body what it needed to, to assist with the healing. And so I, I strongly believe that, you know, food is medicine when it comes to that. And and so that's why I, I share about that. So moving forward, fast forward to becoming a social worker um, throughout my life from, you know, from childhood, I dealt with, you know, different elements in my in, um, uh, sicknesses in my body. So by the time 2000, okay, 2016, I uh, was diagnosed with uh uh, sensitivity to gluten because in two, 2016 was when I became a social worker and the stress, a different stress hit me and, I, and my body was just like, ah! So, um, but fast forward 2019 is when my body went to the place of shutting down. I could no longer wow. function. I couldn't, and still yet, I didn't know about social work. Uh, I mean, uh, self-care. And yeah. so at that time I was, I was, uh, coordinator for our dance ministry at church, I, you know, minister, minister and, 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 and um, in my master's program, um, still on the front line as emergency response to a social worker, making sure I make my classes at school at night and doing, making sure I turn in my assignments and making sure I have with this choreography, just coordinating with the dance and being a wife as well. So all this stuff and then adding um, internship on top of it. My body was like, I can't take no more. <laughs> so like stuff so was falling that. off your plate, right? Just falling yes. off your plate. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, no, I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. I gotta be this for that person. I gotta do that for that person. I gotta do this for that person. You can't shut down now. So, was, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. my body's like, no, we're stopping if you like it or not. I had anxiety attacks. I would vomit uh, uncontrollably. I would have these migraines and my body was like, I'm done. And I couldn't get out of the bed. And so I kept going to the emergency room, trying to okay, give me something so I can keep going. Give me something. I got to keep going. I got this to do. I got that to do. The doctor was like, you know, you don't want to, you, you don't want to hear this, but I'm going to tell you, he said, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with you physically. <laughs> this is all psychological. Yeah. And this the stress that's taking a toll on your body, and you need to rest. You need to do self care. And I was like, but but no no no, because if you don't do anything for yourself, <laughs> you're not gonna be any good to all those people you think you got to go pour into. You need to be poured into. And so, yeah, 2019, right? You keep sorry to interrupt. But he was basically saying, you keep going this way, you're gonna crash and burn, girlfriend. Right. Yes. 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 And I and I had no choice but to accept it. And 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 I had to. You know how we can be like, okay, we start something, okay, and then we start feeling a little better, and then you you know you go back into the old. No, my, with my health, I had to like I had to intentionally, and it's not always easy, but it's gotten easier since I've been you know exercising and doing it every day. Yeah. But at that time, I tell you, it was a challenge because I had not only had to take control of of of. Um, taking care of myself physically, it also had to start mentally. Yeah. Because you can try to do something physically, but if you don't have it in your mind, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's only going to last for so long. And so I had to, I had a, to challenge myself mentally, self-care. Um, yeah. I actually got into EMDR therapy, you know. Um, I had to address those things that were triggering these responses in my body. 
not knowing it was something underlying from childhood. And every time I had either domestic violence situations, uh, referrals and things like that, it was a trigger and didn't know it. I was disassociating. So it was my body was like a Coke bottle. If you shake it up, it's going to burst. You know, that pressure got to go somewhere. So I was like that Coke bottle. Every time being triggered, I was being shaken up and it didn't burst until that 2019 when I was like, what's going on? I was, you know, something's happening. So I had to get in, get intentional about self-care mentally, physically, psychologically, spiritually, spiritually, and emotionally, all of them. Wake up call. Yeah, exactly. It's like a wake up call because that was like my question, you know, because so many people are on that hamster wheel and it feels normal. Like you said, I mean, you've lived this way since you were a child. And mm-hmm. so that is a powerful stronghold. Let's say stronghold. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And even becoming aware of it, not knowing it's even a stronghold, because you have these voices. Well, well, you're the oldest. Are you? Or it's your responsibility to do this. And then you have someone over here, and then you know X, Y, Z. And then you, you're like, well, I gotta. You're living up to these, to the, to the voices, to the other things that people have put on you. And then even trying to understand and recognize who exactly, who am I? <laughs> right, yeah, right. And asking that question. And like you said, yeah. having to ask that question every day, several times mm-hmm. a day. And put yeah. on or take on that new identity for yeah. yourself. Well, talk about yeah. ministry. Was, was it helpful being in the ministry? And how did that... Uh, um, how did you incorporate that into as all of this was happening? Yeah, so being in the ministry definitely helped. Um, before ministry, um, I became a, a dancer at home, actually. Um, a crisis situation happened in my life, and I just shut my mouth. And the Holy Spirit was like, okay, you're not going to talk. You're going to move. And so I just I told mm-hmm. myself, you know, you want to go into this depression? you got to come out of this. So I was like, I, I, I had to get myself self-talk Miosha. You got to get up. Even if you don't feel like it, get up, put some yeah. music on and do something, make a change. You're not going to sit in here. You got more to do. You're not dying here. And so I began to listen and just worship, just, just feeding my spirit, man. And the song, I, what was the name of that song by Donald Lawrence? Um, I believe it was Can I Lay. And, 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 it, it, all of a sudden, that song came on. I just began to weep and just cry, just cry. And I felt the release begin happening. And, and and I started seeing movement. And from there, I began just now every time the Lord would give me, like, there's the, just the choreography. And so yeah. dance became therapy for me. Yeah. And so through that dancing, and then I started going out and dancing at churches. And I was a solo dancer. And then... Fast forward to when I moved to California, I became a coordinator of dance. They saw me dance there and they just put me as a coordinator. I didn't even ask for the position. Wow. <laughs> a dance coordinator. And, and I have to a dance coordinator because I wasn't teaching just dance. I wasn't teaching just the choreography. I was also pouring into each, each, each child and adult, mentoring them, yeah. speaking life into them, and just you know building up 
who they are because a lot of people will you know broken come broken we don't we, we camouflage it we don't want to say anything we want to make sure we have it all together we don't want to you know feel embarrassed or become vulnerable but I'm very transparent. I'm very vulnerable and I and I'm not afraid to show you my scars yeah. <laughs> and what I've gone through, you know. Um, because I want just the love that that and the passion that is, is within me. I'm like, you can have this too and and life can be better and and so it was more with just teaching dance and so I was pouring into these these uh these men and women, uh children and adults and and so that's when my pastor uh, had licensed me as a minister. And later I was um, ordained as a pastor in 2019. At the same time, my breakdown happened. I got ordained wow. as a pastor. And so um, just ministry, just sharing the love of Christ. And, and, and yeah. oh, it's just, I can just talk about Jesus all day long. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's how I got into, into ministry. I, know that I was chosen and called. He knew what two DNAs to put together. <laughs> Even though, you know, I could have been a victim talking about my dad didn't do this, my mom didn't do that. But yeah. he knew the two DNAs to get me here for the purpose and call that he's placed on my life. And that's to advocate and fight for those who cannot. And to so, just spread about the self-care. It sounds like that was the early stages of your leadership abilities starting to evolve yes 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 so would you yes. like to talk more about where it went from there then you're like okay self-care is my gig <laughs> absolutely, absolutely after all can i say can i say hell after all the hell that i'm going through i was like I know this is for a reason <laughs> this, <can't be. laughs> this cannot be just because you know, it's got to be a reason. And so, you know, I love the word of God. And so I, I remember I was reminded of what Jesus commanded us in Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40, where he talks about first love God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. And secondly, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, that right there stuck out in me. Yeah. Self-care. In there order to love someone else as yourself, you have to love you first. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can, the way you treat another person, okay, is, is that how I'm treat? Is that how I treat myself? Is that how I really right. love myself? You know? Yes. So that, ver the, the scripture, Matthew 22, 37 to 34, is, is it's, it, for me, it talks about self-care. I can't, I can't be any help or any, love or any better to my neighbor, to my enemy, if I am not to myself. So it's, it's so important. He said, I pray that you may prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. And so with, with self-care, not, not just the self-care that we cliche in the world, but self-care, the mind, the will, the emotions, the soul yeah. of a man, the soul of a woman, you know, yeah. and we have to love ourselves first. We, you got that empty cup. You can't love and you can't pour out. You got to be filled first. And I think I was just listening to um, another webinar. They, they were talking about self-care and how in the U.S., you know, maybe because it's kind of individualistic, you know, we think about yeah. pulling up our own self, our bootstraps. 
but yet it was talking about communal self-care mm. community self-care mm. yes how, yeah and and you know i see that now with the way that you describe that yeah loving mm. others as we love ourselves yeah. so yeah. yeah that's really and that's where times of expression and refreshing ministries was birthed exactly just that about community pouring back into those yes go ahead i'm sorry go ahead oh no i say yeah talk about your ministry yeah your ter <laughs> yes so 2019 the lord laid it on my heart and we launched in 2020 times of expression and refreshing ministries a nonprofit organization where we nice. pour in annually self-care retreats we pour into those who are at risk of burnout at risk of exhaustion yeah. who's tired who, who's running on fumes <laughs> that caregiver pastor those that pour in pour out so much and never have that time to be poured back into those who are are the heroes everyone runs to them right you know for the, the answer but when they're at their vulnerable place, have nowhere to be, you know, nowhere to run. That's where times of expression, refreshing ministries come. Serving. I love serving. I love serving. I, I, it's, it's just, that's my purpose. That's my call. I just love serving. And yeah. those who are in the marketplace, who's in ministry out there, you know, the, the lawyers, the, the, the police officers, I mean, the health professionals. The therapist, they get so much poured on them, but right. do they have time to retreat, <laughs> to get away and oh. to release all that? Yeah. You know, is their cup, do they run full all the time? You know, <laughs> right. and so that's the times of expression, refreshing ministries, tier ministries for short, um, comes into place. It is my passion. It is my purpose. It is my calling to pamper and pour back into those who are needing that refueling, that refreshing, that rejuvenating. And we do it annually. I'm looking to, to actually start moving it into twice a year. Then I want to go into to quarterly. But nice. it's, it's a need because there's a lot of people out there pouring out. And and like I was, running on fumes. No, I can't. Okay, just go to the ER. Let me fix it. Fix it. Give me something that I can just keep going. No, you got to take, you got to love you first. Right. You got to do some care for you first. You won't be any good. Like the the stewardess on 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 the airplane says, you know, something happens. You want know, the oxygen mask come down. Put it on you first, and right. then on your <laughs> the labor. And so that's what Tier Ministries is all about: pouring back in. <laughs> so let's stick with that. Tell us a success story of somebody that comes to mind who's come to one of your events and how it's. Oh, the first person that pops to my mind is a young lady. She she was going through a horrendous grief, and she's a she's a minister as well. And and, and you know a psalmist. Oh, beautiful voice. God has gifted her with such a, an amazing voice, and she lost the closest person to her, her sister, oh, her oh. baby sister. And grief hit her. We you know grief hit people differently and oh yeah i was like just yeah. just be there just come just be there 
and my God, she 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 testified it. It was a life changing. It was a it was an eye opener for her. She was able to cry. She had that time to wow. cry. She had that that safe place to just be vulnerable and just receive all every. We we had the nutritionist nutrition special there, just pouring in, mm-hmm. telling her how the importance how it is to take care of your body when you're going through yeah. grief, giving your body what it needs. To, to to as you're going through this grief and there's no time limit on grief we can't rush it and, and just giving yourself that that permission to take those those steps not having to oh we got to do this you got to do it no we took that moment and pouring in and educating and bringing the awareness that it's okay it's okay to not be okay and this is what you know giving strategies and giving those um those plans and, and things that you can implement in your life we also had the spiritual spiritual self-care, speaking and pouring into the spirit man of her and on all the other attendees and and then also just doing physical things, massages. Oh yeah. <laughs> Having the massages there and just being at the water, just listen to the water and just yeah. just 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 being. November, can't you do one sooner? <laughs> and that's why I'm going to do more than just once a year now. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, and the prayer walks. Oh, yes. Yes, oh, I can just go wow. on and on. But yes, you don't want to miss it this year. November 2nd through the <laughs> We're going to be in Greensboro, Georgia at the Riz Carlton Resort. Oh, oh my God. Yes. That sounds very inviting, Miosha. <laughs> you know, I, look, I'm the forerunner. I had to go. I had to go scout out the land. I went down there, and oh my god, I didn't want to leave. Oh my god, this is I'm picking, <laughs> Yes, I'm picky right? about serving, serving, serving you all, serving you know. Yeah. And the self care experience has to be not just another gathering. It has to be life changing. You know, you got to leave with your cup cup full, rejuvenated, fueled, going back out there, going back into the marketplace, going back into your job, going back into ministry, whatever it is that you're doing, going back refreshed, rejuvenated, right. being able to go out there and pour into those that you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that, Miosha. Oh, my word. So powerful. So powerful. Yes. Who are some of the people who mentored you, who to, yeah, to you, get you to this to point. Get you to this point. Wow. You know, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um, wow. From a little girl, I have to say, I admired Oprah Winfrey. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> He's a big Oprah Because of what she did, you know. And I'm like, and then knowing the word of God, he's no respect no person. If he does it for one, he can do it for the other, you know? Yeah. And just seeing those who are, you know, just, just, yeah, Oprah for you, the first person that comes to my mind. And, and I have to say, I love Jesus with all my heart. And so just, just my relationship and just spending time and understanding yeah. him and knowing him through his word is, it was also just motivating and, and really life-changing for me and so helpful. And, and just being that little girl, like holding your daddy's leg and just, you know, holding on to that word and, and yeah. just, seeing it you know manifest in your life yeah awesome awesome yeah i just i i love that i love that and um 
what were some of the self-care practices um, that you really enjoy, particularly on those really hard days when you had mm. those yeah. mm. Wow. I have to say mental self-care. I also have to say uh, nutritional, or I've, I've always put that one under physical. But um, mentally, because... We have those, you know, all all you some people you, you have a good angel over here and a bad angel over there on his shoulder. Yeah. You hear the negative. First thing you hear, you know, that fear comes in, anxiety comes in, and just whew, having to bring the mind under subjection. <laughs> having to sitting in it, but then yet, you know what? I'm not gonna let that negative consume me. I have to redirect that energy into something else. And just, so the mental self-care, just educating and, and just understanding how to renew the mind, having a Christ-like mind and just renewing the mind, first of all. And, and then eating, because I will, I, I'll start, well, when I'm either under that, you know, struggling under that stress or, 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 or you know, just in that crisis situation, I tend to not eat, but then there are times I do, um, I'll be like, okay, I need to eat something, but then I'll crave sugar. And so that all deals with the hormonal and the emotional balance within us, you know, the, our cells and everything that's in our body. And so understanding that going through, like I lost a close friend of mine uh, a year ago and I went through a hard case of grief yeah. and I was in a place where I wanted to just I was writing on my obituary. I just got wow. that dark. And I was like, okay, I, I, my, uh, my life can't end this way. So I had, yeah. I had to reach out. That's another thing too. We, we don't want to isolate ourselves. We want to reach out to those we know that can help us. And I reached out to my uh, nutrition specialist friend. I reached out to my colonic hydrated, uh, colonic, colonic hydrated, colonic. colonic. <laughs> I reached out to her and I reached out to spiritual self-care. I mean, it's to the, you know, my friend up there. And I was like, look, I'm weak right now and yeah. I need some help. I need y'all to help me. So I, I had, you know, a system going on and, and yeah. just building me back up. Cause I was, I, I didn't even have fumes anymore. Wow. <laughs> you know, he's like, you know, fumes. I didn't even have fumes anymore. They were going out. Oh, it was dry. And so, um, I was like, I can't stay here. Depression, you're not going to overtake me. Mm. So I had to do what I had to do to come out physically, spiritually, yeah. mentally. Yeah. Wow. So it's amazing. Well, that's what it's all connected. About self care, sometimes you are really not able to pull yourself up by that bootstrap, and 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 maybe you're not even able to reach out. And so being yeah. aware. Like, I like how you said the, the, the client you had who was mute, but yet you were able to reach beyond that gap and be there for him. Yes. That was, that's really incredible. Yeah. So that you could yeah. create that synergy. Yeah. When you, yes. you went out there for him, it's like, there's a song, it goes, he came to me. I couldn't go oh. to where he was, so he came to me. Yeah, it's a spiritual yes. song too. Yeah. He just came to Oh us. yeah. Like no when worries. he left the 99 for the one. Yeah. 
yes, yes. And he was like, it was just a, such a joy to see the joy in his face, being able to serve him and provide him with the need that he needed because no one could understand him. He was mute. But yeah. for me to be able to connect yeah. and just understand him, it was, he'd see me coming, he'd be like, <laughs> just so overjoyed. And I just love that, just to see the joy, to bring joy to others. I just, well, you I just know, love it. Really, yeah, because it makes me think about, you know, with Helen Keller, and okay, I did read your book. Um, you see, there's one reference in the book I want, I know, cause they, and this is in the booking sec section, but when you talk about the spiritual bleeding and how mm. when somebody is trying, is serving while they are unhealed, they can be like that wild animal, you know, who's injured yeah. and somebody comes to help them and yeah. they end up attacking yeah. them. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. We got to make, that's why again, Matthew 22, 37 to 4, we got to take care of ourselves. <laughs> How we respond to our neighbor. It's like, we got to, right. got to self-reflection. <laughs> so yeah, you know, and not knowing and not being in denial, we got to be aware. Come on. We got to, you know, just be aware, you know, and, and just, just become vulnerable and, and it's okay not to be okay. You know, you don't have to have it all together. But when you want to put that persona on, you know, that I'm okay, I'm this, I'm, and then you're, you're, you're spewing out, you're bleeding out right. toxins on others. Yeah. And you're not even knowing what they're going through. What you may pour out on them that's toxic can cause someone life or death. You know, right. I remember one time I was, I was uh, ministering and it was something, uh, just embracing this young lady at the end. She was like, thank you so much for saying what you stated. I was, I wanted to, to, to commit suicide. Wow. You're not knowing, you know, I didn't know that, but because I took care of me and giving out, you know, the joy, the love of Christ and just pouring out this, the goodness of God and not, yeah. I could have been that toxic person. Oh, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. And then, you yeah. know, compassion fatigue coming in. Oh, you get over, you okay. I mean, you know, just saying these ugly things to people, not knowing it could, that, that might have been their choice to decide. I'm, yeah. well, I'm out of here. You all but because I love myself first. Because <laughs> I've implemented self-care. You, you altered, know. more than likely, you altered history. You altered her path. That's incredible. And that's what I, I strongly believe I'm, I'm here. I'm called, you know, like I say, those two DNAs God had to use to get me here. <laughs> yeah, Despite yeah. of so I had to get here because that is my passion. That I, and I strongly believe that is my call to redirect because the generational things that has gone on, the traditions that has taken place and the, the things that we've been taught and we think is normal. No, it's much more, you know, God loves us all. He, he, he wants us to prosper and be in good health as our soul prospers. Amen. Amen. Preach. Yeah. Preach. So gals and guys, the lessons here are incredible. Some of what she's saying is her tapping into her support network. Okay. And tapping into her superpowers. Okay. Well, we're, we're winding down here. We're getting close to time. So, we did want to mention your book. I want to throw in the Self-Care Secrets Facebook group. 
you want to join that because you're going to get more of Miosha doesn't know it, but I'm pitching her right here and right now <laughs> to be active in our group because she has so much to offer. Definitely want to join that group, but she's also got a book. Dr. Z mentioned her book. Talk a little bit about your book and then we're going to have to wrap it up because time is running short. Yes, I accept the invitation to the group Facebook group. Absolutely, I look forward to it. And so my book, Mastering the Pain, Overcoming okay. Through Self-Care. Yes, I, I, I give a little more about my life, how I got to the place of overcoming that pain, mastering that pain that I was going through. And I talk about, you know, vicarious trauma secondary traumatic stress not even i didn't even know what that stuff was <laughs> yeah. you know i had compassion fatigue oh my god burnouts burnouts yeah. all, all by itself and I'm <laughs> <laughs> yes breaking down the self-care uh different because again self-care is not just one thing it's multiple things and and you right. know for for ourselves and and so it, it my my book it introduces you into all of that and bringing the awareness of things and yeah and also sharing with you about more about times of expression and refreshing ministries and our annual retreats and how yeah. to connect us. So yes. before we wrap it up here, what, how's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Yes. So the best way I love email. Okay. <laughs> info, yes. Info at T E R for times, uh, expression refreshing ter and then ministries plural ies at the end.com so info at ter ministries.com feel free to shoot me an email get on our, get on our waiting list with we are going to be releasing uh very very shortly not not long from now um uh, releasing okay. the early bird registration for this year's uh retreat and right. so we're going to be talking more about that and seeing you more out there on social media also our website ter ministries.com as well and okay. have more all the information will be there also we'll social media sure. okay <laughs> okay yeah and we'll make sure to include all of your touch points all of your contacts we'll include those in the show Thank notes. you dr z any final parting thoughts yeah, just thank you. Thank you for all that you shared. It was powerful. Yes. And I just, I, I love to share this with others so that they can experience you because this was really powerful. Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much. I'm so humble and thank you so much for the opportunity because that's all I want to do. I just want to, I want to give out everything that the Lord has placed in me. That's my purpose to serve. Yeah. I'm serious about Yes, we are really excited about what you're doing, and we're here to support you 100%. Thank you. Thank you. And as always, thank you in advance. Just thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing. Just thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing. Yeah. Yeah, we're thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking 
and growing and learning and knowing, yeah. With thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning.